And honestly, it's a huge red flag to me when, like, the person I'm dating doesn't have friends, can't have other relationships. Oh, I can't. Besides No, please, one with please me. leave me alone. Please, I cannot. Like, please leave Spooky. me alone. No, actually, because, like, I want to do my own thing a lot of the time, so I need someone who is also social and has friends and has other hobbies and passion projects. Like, I'm so happy in my relationship now because my – boyfriend like has so many other things he's passionate about and is making those things come to life for himself Mm -hmm. while I'm doing the same like it's making us connect on a whole nother level Mm because like when we're together we talk about the things that we're working on and the things that are growing and basically outside of our relationship we're growing together and we're also growing separately yeah and I love that Mm -hmm. and I wish more people would understand that you need that What's good? How What's you doing? Up? I'm good. Okay, so I just want to get into it today and quickly talk about because, you know, we love our CBD and our marijuanas on this channel. So I wanted to talk about how Beyonce – On this channel. <laughs> on this channel. Damn it, I always say that on this podcast. <laughs> y'all know. Y'all know. If you don't see us, there's something wrong with you. Right. <laughs> But Beyonce is starting her own, like, hemp and, like, CBD line, which I think is really, really dope. Um, You know, you introduced me to CBD, and I feel like it brings me so much chillness and relief and just really helps with my anxiety. So I thought that was really dope. Um, And (laughs) I love that it's, like, coming out, like, as a surprise because, like, we know that her and Jay-Z have been been smoking smoking weed. I'm like, I know she smokes weed. Forever. But I know she doesn't want to say it because these people out here are crazy and judgy. So I get it, Beyonce. You don't have to say it. Right. But I know. Right. I know. We know. (laughs) You be drunk in love. You be be high in love, Right. (laughs) No, for real. But I love CBD. When I discovered CBD, it was literally life-changing because – as I've said on this channel, I have anxiety and I also deal with depression. And while it doesn't make everything go away, it definitely makes me feel more grounded and able to tackle my everyday tasks without feeling overwhelmed, you yeah. know? Um, and I feel like because it's not weed and doesn't get you high, there's been more research done on it. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of studies and it helps people, obviously, with anxiety, depression, and also some like seizures, um, which is really cool. Obviously, we're not medical professionals, so we're not telling you to go do something and that using that is going to fix all your problems. Right. Do your own research. <laughs> yes. But it is really cool when you do dig deeper and find out that CBD, a natural remedy, has been the solution to a lot of our problems as yeah. humans, you know? Yeah, bringing a lot of relief to people who have serious mental, physical, like, illnesses, you yeah. know? And it's amazing because I feel like weed and, like, cannabis was, like, looked down upon for so long that we couldn't have these medical advances and now there's like celebrities who are talking about it so I feel like it makes it okay and I'm really happy about that because there really shouldn't be such a stigma at all and honestly let's be real like the pharmaceutical companies they're the reason why weed is looked at as this crazy thing that is like this drug you know what I mean that is gonna (laughs) alter your mind and you're gonna do these crazy things when in reality actually if you smoke weed it'll probably help you with a lot of the problems that these pharmaceutical companies are telling you they'll fix Mm -hmm. but really they're not fixing anything and weed is a natural remedy to a lot of these things but obviously we live in a capitalistic society that wants to make a lot of money Mm -hmm. um and the pharmaceutical companies are making 
big money. It's a big ass industry. Yeah. So if people all of a sudden found out that weed can be the solution to a lot of their problems, these pharmaceutical companies won't make the money that they're making. Mm-hmm. Hence why it's demonized in our society. Yeah. It's mm-hmm, mm-hmm, preach it, girl, preach it. I just got to say, I just got to expose <laughs> these people. And, right. and, and to these parents <laughs> that keep saying, like, weed makes people lazy. No, who, where, when, why? Mm-hmm. I swear to God, you're if you're lazy. someone who literally, who smokes weed and you blame weed for your laziness and your inability to get the shit you need to get done, that's you. Because, listen, your girl over here, I can smoke, I can work out, I'll smoke and I'll do everything I need to do, plus more, plus clean. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm on top of my shit when I smoke. So I know it's not that. If you're a parent and you have this idea of weed and what it does to your children, like, I'm sorry to tell you, it's not weed, it's your kid. Yep. <laughs> there's something else it's, going on. Or if on. you're an adult and you blame it on weed, it's you. Mm-hmm. Because there's plenty of people, I know plenty of people who, besides me, smoke and still do everything they need to do. Yep. And they're overall happier people. They're mm-hmm. chill. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't have a stick up their ass. Right. That stick comes all the way out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just hate when people try and judge you for living the life that you want to live. You know what I mean? Because people who don't smoke weed or like don't use they like CBD so and shit, much to say. they are really hating on you. I'm like, you mad I'm happy? That's what I'm saying. You mad I'm, I'm chill? Like, clearly, you are unhappy with your situation because I promise you, when you are okay, you are not worried about what anyone else is doing. You right. are just living and thriving. But when you're not okay, you're like, why the fuck are you so happy? Right. I'm going to talk shit about what makes you so happy, okay? And you're going to learn to let that shit go, and we can be miserable together. Because misery loves company. Mm-hmm. They want you to be miserable. They do. And again, we're not saying smoke weed. Do right. whatever the fuck you want to do. Yeah. But we obviously enjoy it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and we obviously have our shit together. Uh-huh. So I really don't have much else to say about it. I pay all my own bills. Right. You can suck my dick if you think you're going to tell me what to do. Yeah. Aha, that's funny. You know. Aha, aha, aha. <laughs> oh my God. Becky. Oh my God. Oh my God. Chandler Bank. <laughs> Speaking of friends. Yes. I literally saw last week that Ross and Rachel, well, obviously the real life people, yeah. <laughs> might be talking <gasps> and like becoming an item. And I don't know if you watched the Friends reunion, but one of the questions that came up was like, did they ever date? And obviously in the media, they never dated. Mm -hmm. But they said that their chemistry was real and the buildup of their relationship, like before they kissed, was real. Like there was this, their first kiss on the show was uh real. And throughout their life, it was like the timing was wrong. One of them was in a relationship, the other one wasn't. You know what I mean? And it was just back and forth. And when I saw that, I was like, oh my God, this is a karmic relationship for sure. Yeah. Or soulmate. I don't know, whatever it is. But yeah, obviously, I just think it's so cute. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. And he's a Gemini moon and she is a Sagittarius moon. Oh, I love that. And I just think this is just so sweet. And she's an Aries Venus and he's a Scorpio Venus. Oh. You know? Uh huh. I I forgot which and which, but one of their Mars is in Scorpio and the others is in Virgo. So, like, they're just very, very compatible. Yes. But enough squares in their sinistry to make their relationship interesting interesting and Mm -hmm. fun and a learning experience too Mm -hmm. so i don't know if it's real but it made me feel some things oh my god so i hope it is i hope so too oh my gosh (laughs) oh my gosh i just feel like this is so crazy and yeah it's taking me back in time and i feel like is there something in the stars that are bringing all of these like old 
star-crossed lovers yeah, like together, together you know what i mean because like j-lo and ben like ross and rachel like who else yeah who else yeah it's just wild it's so wild to me it's super cute it is very i always cute. felt you know something something there uh-huh you know wow i didn't know that they didn't ever actually date yeah, they Only didn't. because they look like they have obviously so yeah, much Yeah, such strong chemistry. chemistry. And I wonder if that's why the chemistry was also so intense. It's like sometimes the sexual tension is better than the real sex. Yeah. I full-heartedly believe that. Yeah. Because <laughs> you just set it up, set it up, set it up. You just think like, what if, what if the potential? And that's hot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like they mentioned something like that in the reunion too, how they were just like, we just wanted to happen naturally for the show too. Yeah. And it definitely showed through. Yeah, it did. Oh, my God. They would give me chills sometimes. Like, I felt I so know. fucking real. Gosh, they're really great actors and actresses. I know. They're, they're I, so good. I just have to say, out of all the guy characters, Ross was always my favorite. And then I came to find out that he's a Scorpio Sun, Gemini Moon like oh. me. <laughs> I was like, you're so funny. <laughs> you're so funny. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love. Right? Uh, oh, I love. I love. Yes, I hope it's true. And I hope, you know, they're happy. Yeah, I mean, I hope at least they fuck and it's fun. Right. That's what I mean. And if it's more, <laughs> perfect. We're here for that, too. Yeah. As long as people are happy. Exactly. I'm just you rooting know? for people's happiness out here. Right. That's it. As long, yeah, don't like, I don't look too deep into it. Some right. people are crazy and they're like, "Well, did it, did it, did." I'm like, "Well, we really don't know these people, right?" But I do wish happiness upon them, right? I hope you're happy and I hope you're getting fucked. Exactly, fucked good. Because if you're not fucking you know? and you're not coming, you have a stick up your ass, right? And then you're not happy. Revert back to number one. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> okay, so. Since we're on kind of like the topics of nostalgia and friends, uh-huh. I don't know why, but I was like in a very nostalgic mood, maybe because I went back to LA and I was like in my, you know, home bedroom. Um, but I was thinking about my favorite Disney Channel movies and just like shows. I was such a Disney girl, even Same. over like Nickelodeon cartoon. I loved it all. I was like a TV girl, but yeah, I was such a big Disney girl. So my question for you is... <laughs> What were your top three favorite Disney movies growing up? Oh, movies. Yes, movies. Mm. <laughs> okay. Brink. Ooh, yes. I loved Brink. Yes. That was my shit. <laughs> the skater movie, right? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I love. That was like so fun. Smart House. Yes. I love Smart House. I love Smart, Smart House. House. That's on my list. It was just so different and like it, right? like technology, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it was just like weird. And it got kind of dark. There yeah, for exactly. A moment. Like it was, was like, like oh shit, crazy. these robots can come get us. Right. <laughs> but it was like an interesting concept, it you know? Was. And then my third one has to be like all of the Halloween Town movies. Yeah. Like, um, your girl is like a big time Halloween stan. Like I was born in October. My birthday is like a week before Halloween. Mm-hmm. So Halloween everything is just so my shit. Yeah. Um, and I just loved every single one of those movies. Even as an adult, I can watch those movies and just feel good. They're yeah. like feel-good movies to me. Yeah. <laughs> and that big pumpkin, I just get so happy when I see it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Halloween Town. How could I forget? That and did you know shit. from the second movie, the girl is married to the guy? 
Yeah, from the second movie. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Their chemistry's insane. Yes. I remember when I was a little girl watching and I was like, wow, this is hot. I'm like, this is sexy. This is soft porn. Right. <laughs> I was like, he's hot. I want somebody to look at me like that. Yeah. And he was so evil too. That's like when right. the toxicity began. <laughs> like, what did we find attractive about this horrible man? Right. He was lying to her. <laughs> he was like, just gaslighting this. the fuck out of oh her. Oh my gosh. Wow. Like trying to steal so her right. like family's souls and shit. Like that's right. as bad as it gets. Get, that's a karmic relationship. Her betray her family. Like wow. All of that was so terrible. I know it was pretty intense. Yeah. I, that's probably why I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> it was like my segue into oh my Lifetime gosh. movies. Yeah. You know? Oh, so true. Yeah. <laughs> Lifetime movies, oh. man. They took me to some dark places when I was like 13 years old, oh, for 12 sure. years old. But they were that real, real shit. Yeah, it you was. know what I mean. Oh it made gosh. me feel ready for life. Yeah, lifetime. <laughs> oh my gosh, for real! Like from those lifetime movies, I learned a lot. Don't right. talk to strangers. <laughs> like the same shit my family would tell me, but I got to see what would happen if I didn't listen to them. Right on Lifetime. Right. So what are your three? Okay. Disney movies. Smart House is definitely one of them. Um, Cheetah Girls. I was oh, yeah. obsessed Cheetah. with the Cheetah Girls. Cheetah sisters. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I feel like there was so much friend drama in in the Cheetah Girls, similarly to like Lifetime movies. I feel yeah, like sure. I learned about like relationships. Loyalty, you know? betrayal, business. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like, oh my God. Right. It was a lot. Um, and then the Lizzie McGuire movie. Of duh. course. Yeah. Classic. And then I'm not gonna lie, I was a big fan of High School Musical. Like it was yeah. kind of towards the end. No, when I, I loved High School older, Musical too. But you know, I just love musicals, so I was like all yeah. about that shit. Another one that I love that I can't remember for the life of me um, is the one about vampires and how this normal boy became friends with a little vampire <laughs> and his family of vampires. Like that yes. shit had a hold on me i love that movie it <laughs> yes. was so good or my mom is on a date with a vampire that one was yeah. cool too oh my gosh no i love the one um when the guy the turns into like a leprechaun or oh something. i love oh i love that's one yeah. of my favorite ones too i can't remember the name of it luck of the irish yeah i love yes. luck of the irish <laughs> it's like in his family basically right it was like he had like a curse right <laughs> <laughs> Remember Double Trouble? Yes! Oh my gosh. And then there was this other one where the girl was pretending to be a boy to... Um, oh, the motocross, motocross one. Motocross one. Yes. Yeah, that one was I cool I love that one. I love that one. Yeah, I love all the Disney movies. Yeah, there were so many good ones. So good. They really had the range. I feel like they don't make, like... No, they don't. They don't. Can I be honest? Kids these days don't have the attention span to pay attention to an hour and 45-minute movie. Yeah. They don't. It's true. I'm it's sorry. True. I mean, I don't know who I'm sorry to. I don't right. think people I don't like know any. At 16. I mean, if you do, hey. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I just feel like, yeah, 16-year-olds, 18-year-olds, even 18-year-olds, I feel like they don't have the attention span. Yeah. Technology is so advanced. No, you're so right. And, I mean, I feel like all the songs they listen to are only, like, two minutes long. Yeah, for sure. TikTok. Uh-huh. <laughs> Okay, so I want to talk about friends that are mean, but play it off as being funny. I want to talk about these kind of friends. Because I feel like when you're younger, you don't know how to really deal with this because you're just like, oh, like that's just, I'm just a part of their joke. You know what right. I mean? 
And then you get older and you start realizing, okay, that's that doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. And then you realize, why aren't you funny without the need to bring me down? Mm-hmm. And then you realize you don't like me. Yep. These are like the steps of yep. dealing with this kind of friendship. How do you feel about it? I feel like I can't stand when people do this. Like, I don't even really like when my friends are too catty. You know what I mean? Because there's some truth to it. Yeah. I don't take that shit lightly. I don't take that shit lightly. Like, my ass is way too sensitive. I hear, like, a little infliction in your voice. I'm like, you mad at me? What's up? What's wrong? Like, (laughs) I hate that. And I don't like having that anxiety and tension in my friendships and even like don't get me wrong sometimes I can be like a mean girl you know like I can be catty at times but I have boundaries and I feel like those friendships don't have boundaries like where does it stop with your like attitude you know what I mean like being like this like where does it where does the line draw for you you know yeah I feel like I hate it because they are the quickest to be like it's not that deep and it's like you're not going to be the one who makes me feel this way and then tell me what I'm feeling is not valid. Like right. that literally strips you of all of your power in that friendship or relationship. They literally tell you, well, I'm going to do this to you. And if you feel some type of way about it, it's your problem. Right. That's like, your that problem. That is so toxic and abusive. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of, a lot of girls deal with, deal with this mm-hmm. and they don't know if they're being sensitive or if their friend is actually being fucked up. And I want to tell y'all, you're not being sensitive. If your friend is doing something and it's making your, and if it's hurting your feelings in any sort of capacity or shaming you or making you feel embarrassed of yourself, they're being mean Mm -hmm. and they need to be called the fuck out. Yep. And if you call them out and they still somehow have an excuse for it, that's not your friend. Take yourself out of that Mm -hmm. because your friends are supposed to uplift you. When you're laughing with your friends and teasing each other about the shit they do, it shouldn't be, A, in front of people. And if it's something serious about your personality, they shouldn't be talking to you about it in a joking way. Yeah. They should come up to you and be like, hey, I noticed this about you. Have you noticed that too? Like, you should work on that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Instead of throwing these sly remarks in a joking way, you know, because that yeah. doesn't feel good. No, I feel honestly like, especially when – even when sometimes there are girls who, like, are just maybe getting mad at their friends, sometimes they're like, oh, I'm going to say this in a joking way because they're too scared to have that real conversation with them. And we don't like that either. You know what I mean? Like, be brave enough to have the conversation with your friend and say, hey, like, this has been irritating me about you rather than doing those low jabs and, like, waiting for a moment to kind of be dissing her. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's so passive aggressive. Like, I there's clearly something going on in your friendship. Like, don't belittle them because you're mad. Like, be adult enough, woman enough, man enough to be like, hey, this is going on, and I feel like I have to tell you because I don't maybe want to be like that later tonight when we're drunk. When You know what I mean? Because that's usually when it comes out, too. Also, I feel like some people do it as a power play. Like, some people don't even care to tell you what's wrong with you because they care so much about your friendship or you. Like, I genuinely feel like some people just do it because they want other people to see who runs game in this friendship. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I can put this bitch in her place so quick and I'll do it in front of you. Isn't that embarrassing for her? Like, they'll never say these words out loud, but how they're acting and what they're saying says exactly that. Like, I cross her boundaries, his boundaries all the time and they don't do shit about it. Isn't it fucking funny? Like that's some evil yeah, shit right there. That's 
fucked up. And those people are not your friends. And I feel like, like you said earlier, when you address it with them and those people get defensive when you're saying like, hey, did you mean this like in a joking way or are you being serious? Because this kind of hurt my feelings. Like if they start getting defensive, those people are not your friends. Bruh. Run the other way. It's Run the other way. Multiple times with someone I'm not friends with anymore where they would do it. And listen, I'm a quick girl. You know what I mean? Like I'm smart. I'm like, what did you mean by that? I say it right away. I'm like, was that supposed to be shade? And they get so weird. And I'm like, oh my God, no, girl, no. I'm like, shut the fuck up, bitch. Right. Tell me how you really fucking feel. Right. Because like, I'm not wanting to sit there and think about it. As soon as I felt that that was shade, I'm going to be like, what did you mean by that? Mm-hmm. And then now you're trembling in your boots trying to figure out what you can say to make it seem like a joke when we both know it wasn't a fucking joke. Right. Do you see me laughing? Do you see any of my friends laughing? No. So what's up? Right. <laughs> you're afraid now that somebody called you on it because a lot of people won't a lot and a lot of people don't because mm-hmm. i've seen the way these people interact with some of their friends and they do it back and forth i'm not the one. Oh no yeah no uh-uh. Uh-uh. i'm not uh-uh. laughing uh-uh. it off and throwing it back at you i will talk this way to people i don't like right <laughs> the way you're talking to me you're talking to me as if you don't like me you know mm-hmm. your jokes are coming across as a shady bitch who wants to take me down <laughs> right right you know what i mean and you're supposed to be my friend right no 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 with no. with friends like this who needs enemies right <sighs> no no it makes me think of that old saying like there's a little truth behind every, every just kidding mm-hmm. like 100% i believe it yeah And I feel like that's not, like, something that's, like, being rotated in the internet world that much anymore. But I feel like it should be brought back because... I actually hate the term just kidding. Oh, no. I literally never say it anymore because that's what I think of. What do you mean just kidding? Say it with your chest. Right. Feel it. Tell me. Right. Like, let's do it. Let's go. (laughs) I hate it. The thing is... I mean, I don't want to suck my own dick hard. but (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I know I'm funny. I've been told I'm funny. You can be funny without putting other people down. Yeah. I'm here to tell you that as someone who loves comedy, who knows when to be funny, who can read the room well, um, you can make people laugh with their belly without making fun of anyone. Mm -hmm. If you don't think you're funny without the need to make fun of someone, (sighs) yeah, you're just not funny. You're not funny. And stop because it's not funny or fun when you do it. Because you're doing it at the expense of someone else. You know what I mean? Like, okay, everyone's laughing and everyone's laughing at this one person. But now this one person is going to be thinking about this comment the whole night. Mm -hmm. And that's not fucking fair. They deserve to be part of the joke, you know? Right. Not the butt of it. Exactly. So don't do this to your friends. And if it's happening to you, they're not your friends. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Dump them. Okay, so I quickly want to talk about what's happening in Afghanistan. And I don't know if you guys know, but basically the U.S. is pulling all of its military from Afghanistan. Yeah. And this is giving room for the Taliban to come and take over. And it's so bad over there right now that literally there was people in Afghanistan that were trying to hold on to, like, the outside of the planes that were leaving. Oh, my gosh. The city. That's how bad they want to get out. Fuck. And it's really, really bad over there. And obviously, um, the Taliban is trying to present itself as a different type of group now. And that, like, they shouldn't be scared of. And which is completely false. That's yeah. why all of these Everybody's people freaking are running. literally ready to leave. Yeah. And I just think it's so disgusting that the U.S. is at the forefront of this. But is somehow trying to pull themselves out and kind of slither away like a snake. Mm-hmm. That's the best way I could describe it. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're just going to leave. Oh, shit. There's chaos all over your country. Welp, 
good luck. Right. It's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. So the people of Afghanistan deserve justice. Mm -hmm. And I just, I just don't understand how much more chaos the United States can create in all these different countries and disguise it as help. Right. I just quickly want to talk about this because I feel like people need to know. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I saw those images um, as well of and just like video of like absolute chaos in their airports because I think it was like one of the U.S. planes with like the embassy people like on it. Mm -hmm. um, and it's fucked up because it's like they we went into this country. <laughs> that we had no business being no in. No business being in. And, like, you try to make it better. Like, I hope everybody can hear the fucking sarcasm in my voice. And then when you just leave. Like, I mean, I feel like there's no happy, there's nothing, like. They're leaving without providing any sort of aid. Exactly. You know what I mean? They're like, leaving for the people, like, when the Taliban takes over, it's going to be also really bad for women because at least when U.S. troops were there, women were able to go to school, like girls were able to do a lot of things that the boys were able to do. But the Taliban, their ideas and their they don't want women to have the same rights as men. Yeah. It's going to be a very, very scary environment for women when the Taliban has control over their country. Yeah. No, Even I'm way more than before. I'm fucking terrified because it's like, again, we shouldn't have gone there in the first place, but now that we're, we were there and to leave them completely in a time of need when like shit is getting really fucking bad over there. Like that is so fucked up. It is just so fucked up. And like, who, who's going to, I'm sorry, but like, who's going to help them now? Nobody. I mean, just like what we talked about last yeah. week with Iran, it's the middle East. Yeah. Unless they're literally taking something from them. They're not giving anything back. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like it's not like a deal of like, oh, here's a little bit of this for that. They're like, oh, well, we don't have anything else left to do here, so we're just going to go. Good luck. It's like you created turmoil, leaving it even more turmoil. To have that much power. You know what I mean? America yeah. has so much power in that mm -hmm. country, and now they're removing all that power. So now the Taliban has free reign over the right. entire country. It's very, very scary. It is. And I'm very worried for the women, the children, the men who are there and are going to be religiously persecuted. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Like all this the Taliban is saying that basically, oh, they're not going to criticize anyone who has different religious beliefs than them, but they're already doing door-to-door -door, um, interrogations. Yeah. Fuck. So it's bad. It's, yeah. They're just trying to act like, it's fine and that they've changed. It's, it's, it's bad. There. I mean, all we need to do is look at the reaction the people are giving and mm -hmm. how much, how fast they're trying to get out. That says enough about what it's going to be like there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. These people know. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's so just... I suggest you guys educate yourselves mm -hmm. um, on what's going on in Afghanistan and obviously help out in any way that you can. Mm-hmm. And even just talking to other people about it and educating them is help too. Yeah. Spreading awareness is huge. First because, educating yourself mm -hmm. and then educating other people. Because the more you're comfortable talking about something with your close friends, then you can be comfortable telling other people about it. Mm-hmm. And it's... Knowledge is power. Yes. And it's genuine too. <laughs> mm -hmm. And yeah. 
They need a voice because it seems like it's about to be taken from them right now. Okay, so I have a question for you, switching gears a little bit. Okay. Um, so my question is, if you could give your teenage self one piece of advice, what would it be? Mm. <laughs> oh, my God, so many things. That bitch needs me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, hmm, I think the most important thing I would probably tell her is be your own rock because nobody's going to love you the way you love you. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I looked for validation through other things and other people so often, and it left me feeling so insecure because I was also around teenagers who were also deeply insecure. Yeah. So how much could they give me when they mm-hmm. weren't even feeding themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. And when I finally got a backbone and started feeling confident within myself and doing all the things I needed to do to feel okay with myself, I was finally living life and happy. I feel like I needed other people so badly when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that all I really need was myself until like I was in my mid twenties. And that's when I really gained my power. I also wish I could tell her you don't need other people to do the things that you want to do. Mm-hmm. I sometimes feel like I needed someone to co-sign all my ideas or someone to give me validation that what I'm doing is enough, even just family, when really I didn't need shit. And now I don't need shit. And when I want to do something, I fucking do it. I don't care who's coming with me. I don't care who agrees with me. My soul told me that I need to do this, and I get it done by myself. Mm-hmm. And it's hard when you're young because you care so much about what your friends and your family thinks of you. So you kind of talk yourself out of doing the things that you really want to do. Yeah. Which is sad because when we're young, we're very much also in touch with our inner child. And it's in our teenagers, that's our last pull that we have with our inner child, you know, before we're adults again. Yeah. Or adults. And I feel like. I just wish that I would have done more of the things I wanted to do without thinking that I needed a friend there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And I do that a lot now, and it's so nice. I don't need anybody to do a lot of the things I do. I do a lot of things by myself, and it's so lovely because as much as I love other people's energies, I don't know how other people are feeling that day. Sometimes I want to do shit by myself. Sometimes I meditate, and my energy's on point. Mm-hmm. And I need to have a day where I do things for myself. And although other people there are nice, I'm not trying to take care of your energy. Right. You know? Especially because sometimes they're not nice. Like, you're in a good-ass mood, but they're in a bad-ass mood. And now you invited them on, like, a trip or something. And it's terrible for you all of a sudden. Like, yeah. that is the absolute worst. And, yeah, it's something that... I did a lot as, like, a kid, too. Like, I felt like I always needed my friend there. It wasn't going to be as fun. But it ruined some what would have been really normally fun times, you know, because I couldn't, you know, just always say, like, hey, Maya, like, it's okay to be alone, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's my, like, main one. It's, like, not not to be alone, but, like, I feel like a lot of people in my life have always said, like, oh, you're weird or you're different. And – that's okay. You know what I mean? Like it's cool to be your own like individual self. And 
I feel like I would let it like dim my light when people were judging me, you know? And I just want to say like, don't allow that. Like you're fucking dope and people are just jealous that you're being an original. You know what I mean? You're being you and you don't have to follow the rules like everybody else. And like, yeah, don't be, don't get scared or don't get intimidated or don't whatever because somebody else is judging you. You know, Mm -hmm. don't be afraid to go because somebody else is judging you or saying you can't do it too, you know? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Another thing for me is don't mask your passion of life. That's what I would tell her. Mm -hmm. Because I was always a very, very passionate individual. And I noticed from a young age that people didn't have that type of passion for life that I did. Um, Even people my own age. They Mm -hmm. just didn't. And they would judge me when I would talk about things so passionately. And I thought there was something wrong with me because I felt things so deeply. Come to find out, it's like my favorite thing about myself. And the thing that people compliment me on the most is how passionate I can be when I talk about the things that I love. So I wish I could just shake her and be like, you just keep fucking talking about the things you love. Because if other people have a problem with it, they're just insecure Mm -hmm. about the fact that they don't have anything like that to talk about. Mm -hmm. You're into astrology, you be into astrology. Don't think it's weird. You love makeup, be into makeup. You know what I mean? All these things that I felt like I had to tone down because I loved it so much. And other people just didn't have things like that that they were passionate about. Mm -hmm. And that's not my problem. But don't project your insecurities onto me. Right. You know, that's what I wish I could tell her. Yes. A lot of people around you are projecting. It has nothing to do with you. You just keep on living mm-hmm. in every sense of the word. Mm-hmm. Live. Yes, for real. And I also feel like I wish I could tell her, like, be careful the people you give to. You know, yeah. like, I gave so much love, respect, loyalty, friendship, food, like literally everything to people who did not always deserve it. And I feel like, especially when I was younger, it would deplete from me. You know what I mean? Because I wasn't filling my cup up at the same time. Like Mm -hmm. I know how to fill up my cup now. And like, I don't give without making sure I have some first. But like back then, I feel like I would give too much you know and like there's nothing wrong with giving too much being too kind being too loving but just make sure you're giving it to the right people the people who deserve it you know yeah make sure people you're giving it to are giving it right back to you you know yeah 100 percent. oh my gosh another thing i wish i could tell her is yes your friends are being weird when they start talking to the guy that you were talking to. oh my gosh yes you know what i mean when you're young you don't think about it you don't you're barely learning about girl code right but i mean i think i had girl code as soon as i was born (laughs) when that shit happened like even in the fifth grade i was like that's weird friends don't do that to each other (laughs) (laughs) you know and like um i wish i could tell that to girls everywhere yeah it's weird. I don't care if you only talk to him once. I don't. If she knew that you liked him, it's fucking weird. Mm-hmm. All right, that's it. You don't gotta make the excuses. It's fucking weird. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't change. I wouldn't change my the things that I did though. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I always knew those things too that we just spoke upon, but like I didn't always live to them. You know, and. Sometimes I forget about them now. So I feel like that's why I like wanted to like talk about them because I feel like they're lessons that like we know about, but it's things that we forget a lot. 
Okay, I got a question for you. <laughs> Answers. It's a Answers. little messy. Oh, dear. <laughs> okay, the question is, do you think it's worse when an mm-hmm. ex gets with someone that is the complete opposite of you or the exact same as you? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm very triggered by this question because I feel, ugh, I don't know. Okay, I'm going to be honest. I feel like... It's weirder for me when they go to somebody who's the complete opposite of me. I'm like, oh my gosh, what the fuck? We were so different. Like, why did you ever like me? Because you like that? Like, what the hell? And it makes me really mad. I feel like I definitely still get weirded out when, you know, they maybe look like me or have like similarities. But I'm like, okay, like, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like they're both terrible. But I feel like it's worse for me when I see that they're the complete opposite of me. Because I'm like, what? What did you ever like in, or see in me? Because if you like this, <laughs> I'm offended. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, yeah, I feel like it would be definitely weird if they were the opposites. Like, what? But I feel like I wouldn't care as much. I feel like I'd be weirded out if they were exactly like me. Because I'd be like, what, you think you could duplicate me? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, you think you found me again? Like, you're weird. Like, you know what I mean? Like, seven billion other people in the world and you wanted to find another one like me. Seems like you didn't get over me. <laughs> you know what I mean? For sure. And then I would probably be, like, really weirded out and, like, doing my weird Scorpio thing where I'm like, so, like, what makes you think she's like me? <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? If they look like you, yeah. wouldn't you be interested enough to know if they act like you? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's nobody, nobody like me on this planet. Right. I could have people who look like me. And actually, multiple times, someone has said to me, like, not one person, but multiple people were like, I saw someone that looked exactly like you. And in my head, I was like, not possible. <laughs> like, no, you didn't. <laughs> Why are you lying? But it would be weird to know, like, an ex- found someone that resembles you like yeah. physically like you know or even not physically and I would feel weird about it if I knew that because I'm like why are you still obsessed with me <laughs> like that's weird I don't want you to think of me when you're with your person like yeah. I want you to be with them yeah like it means that you're holding some sort of karmic tie to me still and I need you to let that go yeah you know yeah go find someone the complete opposite like <laughs> don't even think about me like go the other way I, I understand that. So that's I, my, my yeah, thing. Yeah, I respect that. But I that. think it's funny that we have opposites. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, this conversation made me think of um, Kim Kardashian and Reggie Bush. Oh, yeah. Because his wife, like, looks dead on Kim, and it just, like, cracks me. It cracks me. It is funny. But now, I, when I think about it, I'm like, everybody and their mamas wants to look like Kim. No, it's true. You know? Yeah, it's true. It's a look. It is. Give me that Kim K. Yeah, for real. <laughs> there's only one Kim K. There is. And there's Kylie. Uh-huh. Ah! <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. This is so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> okay, so I have one more question or, like, one more topic that I really wanted to talk about before we get into our YouTube ones today, mm-hmm. which is what are some, like, toxic behaviors that people, like, consider normal but they really need to stop. Okay, I got one. Okay. People who don't 
do things or don't have friends outside of their significant other. Mm, yes. I feel like we romanticize, like, yeah, my significant other is my everything. You know what I mean? And, like, I'm all for that. I'm all for you finding someone that, like, is your match and who makes you very happy and who helps you thrive in life. But they shouldn't be your everything. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. you should be able to nourish the other relationships in your life just as much as your significant other mm-hmm. um, and still live a happy and fulfilled life. Yes. I genuinely believe that you need an identity outside of your partnership. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, we just, I mean, not we, but a lot of people think it's normal to just be a partner or significant other, a wife or whatever and not have anything else going for you. Yeah. I think that's so toxic. No, it, people who can't do anything without their significant other, I think they're so they're they're not okay. No, they're not. Like code, codependency to the max. Exactly. Codependency basically. Yeah. It's not cute. No. <laughs> it's really not. And gosh, gosh, your probably your partner probably resents you for it. They'll just never say it. Yeah. You know, some partners really probably resent you for it. For like, sure. That you don't have your own things going on and you're always coming with them and you always have an opinion on, like, their friends and their family. You know what I mean? Because you're just so involved in their shit. It's like, damn, what about your people? And honestly, it's a huge red flag to me when, like, the person I'm dating doesn't have friends, can't have other relationships. Oh, I can't. Besides No, please, one with please me. leave me alone. Please, I cannot. <laughs> like, please leave Spooky. me alone. No, actually, because, like, I want to do my own thing. A lot of the time. So I need someone who is also social and has friends and has other hobbies and passion projects. Like, I'm so happy in my relationship now because my boyfriend, like, has so many other things he's passionate about and is making those things come to life for himself Mm -hmm. while I'm doing the same. Like, it's making us connect on a whole nother level. Mm Because, like, when we're together, we talk about the things that we're working on and the things that are growing and basically outside of our relationship. We're growing together, and we're also growing separately. Yeah. And I love that. Mm-hmm. And I wish more people would understand that you need that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Because like we say, God forbid, if something, if you did ever break up, you'd be left with literally nothing. And yeah. that's a terrible, lonely place to be in. You know? Yeah. Like, you feel so lost when you have to break up with somebody that you've made your entire world. And it's awkward fucking reaching out to those people again, your friends, your family, like, hey, hey I'm back. <laughs> no, we haven't spoken Like, like they've been living their life without years. you. They don't have to drop everything for you all over again. Right. Right. You know? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, so one of the toxic tricks that I feel like people, it's common, but people really need to, like, stop with it is feeling guilty when they take, like, vacation days. Or, like, you know what I mean? Or, like, even telling their boss, like, what you're doing on your vacation. Like, it's none of their fucking business. Like, don't ever feel guilty for, like, taking time off, asking for a mental health break. Like, it's so – you're not strong. You know what I mean? Like, some people think that, and I feel like it's toxic as shit. And, like, I hate it. It's the opposite. I hate it. Actually, you're being weak. Yeah. Because your body's telling you it needs a break, and you're convincing yourself that you could keep going. Who are you proving that shit to? Right. (laughs) Like you're literally hurting yourself. You're hurting your mental health. You're hurting your physical body because you keep pushing yourself over its limit to prove something to someone that doesn't even prioritize you. You think the people that you're dropping everything for are dropping everything for you? No. No. Right. Who's going to prioritize you besides yourself? I'm waiting. Who? 
Nobody. Nobody. So learn to prioritize yourself and stop feeling guilty about it. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, nobody's no, going to do it. <laughs> I hated that shit. I hated when I would be around coworkers who would come in, this would happen, come in sick. And I'd look at them and be like, you're actually like hurting the people in the office. You're hurting me because I could get sick. Right. Like, they're like, well, my parents told me that like I should always show up at work. I'm like, your parents are wrong. Um, these boomers need to shut the fuck up. Right. Like you're actually hurting rather than helping mm-hmm. because you need to take care of yourself at home and you also shouldn't be around people who are healthy right now, mm-hmm. you know, but we think that like showing up to work sick and miserable means something about us. Well, is it helping the greater community at work? Right. It's not, it's actually hurting them. Right. And like, I'm sorry, did you get a raise for doing that? Like, for are for they paying you, claps, you more you for a like? It's a regular day coming. <laughs> like, no, you know, like literally nobody, nobody cares. And then you feel miserable. Just, I just, I just can't. I hate that one. Another one I want to talk about is ghosting. I think people yeah. romanticize ghosting and they think it's cute and they're just like, I mean, I just ghosted and like, okay, like, did you deal with your trauma yet? Because you clearly cannot communicate for shit. And hate disappointing people because it reminds you probably of, you know, your relationship with your parents. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So you just leave people before they can tell you anything about yourself, you know? Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, if you had the courage to start a relationship with someone via text, via an app, whatever, you're talking to them, you should have the courage to say, hey, I'm no longer interested. I'm sorry. I'm out. Right. Like, it takes two seconds to do that. And that's it. You don't have but to, like... the fact that you can ghost, like, it makes you feel like you have some sort of power. Like, you're you're not okay. Yeah. That's toxic. Mm-hmm. Um, learn to communicate and learn to disappoint people. That mm-hmm. is life. You will disappoint people and people will disappoint you. But have the courage to tell people how you feel when you feel it. Mm-hmm. When you're ready to ghost, it means you're no, you're no longer interested. You're overwhelmed. You're trying to get back with your ex. Like, you know what I mean? Whatever right. it is, you're trying to ghost someone for a reason. Tell that person the reason. Mm-hmm. Don't be a pussy. Right. Don't run away. Say it and then run away. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like some people think like, oh, maybe if I don't address it, like it'll keep the door open for later. Is, and it's like, don't. That's so fucked up. That's then, so fucked and up. And then it's like terrible because it's like, okay, well, then you have all these doors open and you're wondering why you can't find like a good, healthy relationship. It's like, you know. Maybe it's, like, some karma coming back low-key. Yeah. I mean, you that know? boundary, and even if you, they were so obsessed with you that they got back together with you after you embarrassed them and ghosted them, you are the one that has pushed the limits and pushed the boundaries of this relationship. Mm-hmm. You have shown them that, yeah, I'm going to disrespect you, and I'm still going to get to slither my way back in here. That shows a lot about your character and what you think of that person. Yeah, yeah, for sure. My last one that really gets me is, like, fake positivity, fake wokeness, and, yeah, like, fake spirituality, too. It's, like, to me, this is toxic because there there's a lot of work that has to be done with these things. And, like, if you aren't rooting it in, in knowledge and, like, practice – it's not real and you're perpetuating like, I don't know, just fake shit. And that makes me mad because there are people who are really working every day to like be happier, to connect more with like their higher power. Um, you know what I mean? To feel like awoken and more intelligent. And I feel like it downplays the work that some of us are doing, you know? And I really like that really irritates me. Yeah. A hundred percent. I've, 
noticed in the past two years that spirituality has become uh, something that companies and the media uses to have this sort of hold over people because people have noticed that spirituality and astrology and all these things are becoming more popular so they are more inclined to learn about it and I feel like companies are using it as a way to connect with people but it's not coming from a genuine place Mm -hmm. they're using it as a tool a business tool and even besides that on social media there's a lot of fake spiritualists who are using these people's darkest times to make money off of them Mm -hmm. and really they're not healers they're not real astrologers they're not any of these things but they are good con they're good at conning people uh-huh they're good at making pe- they're good at telling people what they want to hear mm-hmm. which is very dangerous because a lot of people are lost i've heard this for so long now that world war three is going to be spiritual warfare and mm. i truly believe that and i just want to tell anyone who's listening be careful who you allow into your world when it comes to spirituality Yeah, because, I mean, there are some very negative people out there. You know what I mean? There's negative energies. And, like, we all know about, you know, like, energy suckers, like, vampire, like, energy suckers. And if you're doing that when, like, you're in a reading or doing something spiritual with someone, like, you're extra sensitive to it. You know, like, I feel like they could be, like, doing some fucked up witch shit to you that you do not approve of. So just be really careful and make sure that you trust the people that you're getting all your information from. Like, yes, spirituality, but also, like, your education and stuff, too. You know what I mean? Like, Always I feel do like, your own research. Yeah. Don't just believe what you see. Mm-hmm. And also, one last thing, don't buy your crystals on Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I have a TV rec. There's a show called The White Lotus on um, HBO, and it's – I wouldn't even be able to tell you what the fuck it's about because it's so weird. (laughs) But it's amazing. It's about this group of people that go on an island, and you're just like, what is this show about? What is this show about? And you just really don't know. All it shows is the relationships of all these guests on this island with also the resort employees and like their everyday conversations but it has a lot of satire in it okay and it shows a lot of power play and it shows a lot of issues related to racism Mm. um, sex power dynamics it's really interesting and weird yeah and funny but uncomfortable it's called the white lotus it's so good and I forgot what her real name is. It's on HBO. Okay. But one of the ladies from Insecure is on there. Ooh. Um, Natasha Rothwell. She's in there. And y'all already know if you watched Insecure that she's so fucking funny. Yes. And literally is just iconic. Yes. So she's on there (laughs) and she's great. And yeah, Issa Rae approved it. This was after I already watched it, and I was like, yes, Issa, it is good. It is good. Oh, okay. So y'all better get on that. Yes. <laughs> and get ready to feel uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm excited to watch. I feel like I've, I, there's, I'm in a transition period right now where, like, all my summer shows kind of, like, stopped. And, like, yeah. you know, like, fall shows are going to be starting kind of soon. So 
I'm excited to pick this up. Mm-hmm. So good. <laughs> All right, y'all. So if you didn't know, we got a YouTube channel. And in the episode that we did most recently, we talked about um, the Zodiac Signs most toxic trait. And from that video, we pulled the question, which toxic trait annoys you the most? So this was like a Zodiac reaction list. Definitely go check out that video. It was super funny. Um, and if you want to hear what they are, you'll have to go there to figure it out. <laughs> so, Sarah, which toxic trait annoys you the most from the list? Um, Taurus. Yes, so, me too. <laughs> really? Oh, my God. Yeah. So Taurus is not is their toxic habit is not listening to anyone else if they think they're right. I seriously get irritated with Taurus placements because I think they really think they can do no wrong. Like, you're not God, Taurus. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, you must think you're God if you think you've never made a mistake in your life. Oh, my gosh. And they just give me that energy where they just assume that they're God's gift to Earth. Even if they're proven wrong, they will fight till the death to tell you that you're wrong. Yeah. And it irritates me because, like, it's like there's almost no accountability ever. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I just want y'all to be held accountable for some of the shit that you do. <laughs> like, just, you were wrong, and it is okay. I don't respect you any less yeah. for being wrong. Right. Because it's a human thing to yeah. be wrong. Right. But what I don't respect is when you blatantly start, like, ignoring me. I see you zoning out. I see you, like just completely shutting down when I'm trying to have like a conversation with you. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it really bugs me about them because I feel like sometimes they're so opposed to like growth or like hearing somebody else's opinion. Like I'm not asking you to change your values Taurus. Like God forbid that I'm just asking you to like hear me out and at least say like, I hear you but I respectfully disagree, you know, like that would be better to me. But I literally feel like sometimes when you've told them wrong or like they really just don't agree with you, they just completely shut down. Yeah. And I don't like, I don't like that. You yeah. Know? Me neither. They, they just automatically start thinking of reasons to shut you down instead of hearing you out. Yeah. I feel like they close their ears off literally from your point of view. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, I love being understood. Like, I love when I'm trying to tell someone how I feel and they're trying to understand me. I don't know if that's a love language, but it makes me feel so, so nice. Mm-hmm. Um, it means a lot to me when someone tries to understand my point of view. Yeah. And I feel like Tauruses sometimes don't do that. Yeah. They don't see things from my view, even though I will paint, like, the perfect picture for them just so they could just see what I'm feeling. Um, or how someone else is feeling, because I've noticed them doing with other people too. Mm-hmm. And it just, it breaks my heart because I feel like the people in your life deserve to be hurt, Taurus. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes I feel like they just shut them down because they don't agree with them. Yeah. They just immediately put that wall up and completely stop listening. Like, you could be saying really valid things that would actually maybe, like, mean something to them or, like, make them feel some type of way, but they literally can't hear it. Yeah. And how can you evolve in your in your relationship if you can't talk about the things that you disagree? Mm-hmm. You know? Like in a healthy way. Yeah. Back and forth. Yeah. Not like, oh, you disagree. We can't talk about this anymore. Because right. I feel like that's what happens with Taurus. If we disagree, I almost don't want to talk to them about that thing anymore. Right. And that's not fair for me because I should be able to express myself. Mm-hmm. We love you, Taurus, but like you should work on that. Yeah. <laughs> 
we all got shit to work on. If we you go do. watch that video, all of our toxic traits were exposed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and we went in on our Scorpio and Satch one. I yeah, thought they we were did. pretty good. Mm-hmm. They were pretty funny. Okay, so for our final question that we pulled from our last YouTube video, we had the video of how can Leos be their most evolved selves. And from that, we pulled the question, What's your number one tip for how a Leo can elevate their lifestyle? So, Maya, what's your number one tip for Leos? <laughs> I want them to find something, like, active that they love to do that can also help boost their self-confidence. So, like, mm. play a sport, learn to play an instrument, get into fashion, mm. like, maybe do some art, whatever it is for you. But, like, I want them to be expressing themselves in a creative way so they can boost their self-confidence. Mm-hmm. You know, like, feed that need to, like, you know, be in the light, be in the limelight through their, like, activities. Yeah. You know? For sure. Yeah. What's That's yours? a good way for them to show up. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> and they'll shine naturally, exactly. you know? Exactly. And they can get that energy out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so mine is trust yourself enough to know that you'll get to where you want to be without the consent of other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Leo loves to push themselves even harder when they have people backing them. Fuck, fuck those people. Like, I mean, yeah, it's great when people are backing you, but back yourself. Mm-hmm. I want you to learn to be your own biggest best friend. Like that sun that you shine so boldly on the people in your life, start shining it on yourself. Not just dress up and, you know, show off, but like, I mean, push yourself, motivate yourself. Because, listen, people aren't always going to be there, but when you're doing it for you, it's going to feel so good when you get it at the end. I know how you Leos operate. It does not feel as good when it was someone else's idea. It needs to be your idea and it needs to be your motivation. Mm-hmm. So do it for yourself. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Ooh, thank you, Leo Mars. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Leo season has been so, so nice. I yeah. think this is one of my favorite Leo seasons ever. And I truly, truly think it's because we've moved and that year in the pandemic I learned to heal myself so now when the sun is shining on me during Leo season I feel so confident and I feel like it's helping me grow in this new space Mm -hmm. so thank you Leo season thank you Leo energy for helping me thrive and for allowing me to grow so easily Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with your warm beautiful sun and just like inspiring energy yeah you know like it's been so it's been very light this leo season and just like fun and like warm you know and like comforting like it feels like i'm like hanging out with my fun family that i love to be around you know like my or like my friends that have become my family Mm -hmm. you know like that's just how this whole like season has kind of felt to me Mm -hmm. it's been really nice it has been really nice (laughs) All right, y'all, thank you for hanging out with us while we get into all these various topics. As always, you know we love to jump around. Mm-hmm. We don't like to limit <laughs> ourselves to any sort of topic. We talk about literally anything we want to talk about, but mm-hmm. there's always going to be a base of spirituality in our podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, don't forget to leave us a review wherever you're listening to us. We would appreciate it. Yes, we post every 
Wednesday for the podcast, every Monday and Thursday for our YouTube. We will be going on a break. Yes, your girl over here is traveling to Texas. If you listen to the last two pods, I mm-hmm. said how I'm visiting my sister, and it needs to be more of a off-the-grid type of visit, so mm-hmm. I won't be able to be working much, but we will be posting our podcast every yes. week. Yes, Just taking a week off from filming. Uh-huh. Um, But we love you guys. We hope you have a great rest of your week. And we'll talk to you soon. Keep shining, you hopes. (laughs) Bye. (laughs)